0: Today on Happy, Say, Confused, Hugh Jackman and Pasek and Paul on their musical phenomenon, The Greatest Showman. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another edition of Happy, Say, Confused. Sorry we were off for a week. Life gets in the way. But the good news is an embarrassment of riches coming at you starting with this episode. I know one person that's excited.
1: I like I can't breathe.
0: Sammy, freaking out. Sammy's freaking out. Uh, if you if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that Sammy is uh, the world's biggest Hugh Jackman fan. This is it? Oh my God, <laughs> she's gonna kill this herself.
2: Is me? <laughs> 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 this is me. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, yes. So I had a rare and fun opportunity um, just the other night. Uh, basically, The Greatest Showman, as you guys know, opened over the holidays. Opened actually not to huge business at first. The opening weekend was kind of underwhelming, but it's become this great success story in that – it, the drop off was very minimal it might have even gone up and it now is like a legitimate a, a phenomenon you know the music was all over soundtrack, the winter olympics yeah. the soundtrack hit number one it's made nearly 400 million dollars at the box office uh, it is proof
1: I'm so happy for him <laughs> I really am he cared so much <laughs> it
0: is proof that um, yes and it was a passion project he yes, was working on this for nearly a decade for so
1: long I know
0: <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, I, ha- I was invited to uh, introduce a special screening, a sing-along screening because there have been these Ooh. cool sing-along things where uh, where uh, fans go out and sing along with the soundtrack to the did movie.
1: you sing along?
0: I didn't. I can't do it. I just can't. Not, it's just not me. It's just not me, Sam. You know that. Not Are even, you surprised? Not
1: even during... The, like. Did you dance a little bit?
0: Obviously. Like, did I'm you always dancing. React. Stop, go ahead. Try and stop me from dancing. Did
1: you react to what was happening in any way or were you like annoyed that people were talking during the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my
0: head moved with rhythm.
1: Only because Hugh was there.
0: <laughs> because he was watching me.
1: Yeah.
2: He's like, does Josh like it? He's not
1: dancing. It was fun, though,
0: because um, the audience didn't know that Hugh was there. Oh, my God. They knew Pasek and Paul were there, and um, that was enough for them, but then to bring out Hugh. That's you, you dangerous. Could it was dangerous. It would turn into People a fire could hazard. Die. <laughs> I felt in danger um, and I would
2: have just thrown up All over the person <laughs> in front of me <laughs> yeah. Jesus
0: um, So right before that I had a little chance to do a uh, Podcast chat, a little bit shorter than usual About 30 minutes as opposed to the 45 But still got a bunch of good stuff in With uh, the three gents I'd never met uh, Benj and Justin and oh. those guys are awesome. I mean, yeah,
1: they're they're cut from the same cloth as you. Well,
0: they, well they're great. I mean, I love Dear Evan Hansen. I love La La Land. Uh, these guys um, are, you know, the kings in their respective world right now. It's they amazing. are the go to lyricists and, and 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 songwriters right now. Um, they've won an Emmy. They've won a Grammy. They've won an Oscar. They were Oscar nominated again this year. So. Uh, a real pleasure to talk to them. And, and to Evan Hansen. I said to you, Evan Hansen, Tony. of course. Oh, Tony. What did I say? Oh, wait. the uh, Emmy they haven't won. Yeah. Grammy, Oscar, I Tony. Like, we're... No Emmy Do they yet. have any guts? I think they did. But didn't they write for Smash? They didn't get the Emmy for that, for Smash.
2: <laughs> Smash got robbed <laughs> yet again.
0: People love Smash.
2: I...
3: Loved Smash. Oh, of you, you think I'm if, kidding. Yeah. If you didn't love Smash,
0: something's wrong in the universe. Yeah. So um, th- this is a great chat. That we cover a lot about um, about Grace Showman, of course, but also talk about sort of their, their future future musical endeavors and whether they're going to be collaborating again. Wolverine musical? We, we joke and talk a little bit it's about... It's not a joke. Well, we do talk about... I asked the question, and you'll stay tuned for the answer, about whether, you know, we're seeing all permutations of superhero movies now. Logan was certainly a different kind of a superhero movie. Why not? Someone is going to take a stab at a a musical superhero movie. Might as well be Wolverine. Might as well be Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. Um, So, yeah, we talk a little Wolverine stuff, too, in there for the comic book fans out there.
1: What about Uh, Les Mis? Did you hit Les Mis?
0: Uh, mentioned Les Miz. We talked. Talk, <laughs> I, talk, I was curious. I was curious before because Les Mis was the first movie musical he did, of course. Uh, of course. And I was curious if there were other ones early on, and he did confirm that there were a couple other very famous movie musicals he almost did. Stay tuned and find uh, I... out. Um, should we? Should we keep it moving? Let, let's I think get Chicago to the.
3: Chicago was one, right?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's also okay. One more tease. There's an amazing story involving Grace Showman and Nicole Kidman uh, in this podcast. states to the bitter end it this comes. It's the best. It's good this stuff. Is gonna be the best. Uh, always a pleasure to catch up with uh, Hugh and great to meet uh, these two uh, very talented gentlemen, Benj and Justin. Uh, remember to uh, Grace Showman is is out in theaters still. Some theaters, but it's also available on digital uh, streaming services now. You know, iTunes, etc. There's a sing along version, um, and also on April 10th on Blue. Ray and all those kind of like you know uh, conventional formats you can buy it and there is this cool kind of a sing-along feature where um, you can do it in the company of your own home with your friends and family and enjoy it in a whole new way I, this is one of those movies that like like a Moulin Rouge I feel like it's just mm-hmm. going to have a shelf life people are going to keep coming back to it I'm
1: so happy for him okay.
0: <laughs> he deserves it review, rate, subscribe please spread the good word of happy, sad, confused, mm-hmm. as I said we were off last week the good news is uh, I think you're going to get uh, two for the next couple weeks. Oh. I got it stacked up with some amazing guests. So uh, enjoy this one, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, and remember, support Grace Showman. If you haven't seen it already, come on, guys. And review, rate, and subscribe. Yes. Uh, here's Hugh. Here's Benj. Here's Justin. Oh, one other thing. What? The audio on, uh, was a little funky. Oh. But, the good, but the good news is Hugh, I feel like, is like a little loud, but you want Hugh loud. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, don't...
1: Be rude No I don't mean he thinking. was being
0: loud I, I recorded it at too high a level I'll So it understand. might sound a little funky but Yeah but
1: it, it's a gift
0: It's a gift You're welcome in advance
1: Thank
0: you Good to meet you guys nice meet you. Congratulations so. on everything Hugh It's good to see you
2: buddy You too man um, I can't I believe the, you haven't met these guys No I know oh, yeah. They're dominating the planet What the hell is going on Yeah um, I'm so glad you, they won't answer my call, So it's really nice <laughs> so, so. Is yeah. the only
0: way to see them now Yeah is to still about this movie. Yeah <laughs>
2: I thought I had missed my chance to uh,
0: to talk about this wonderful film, but I'm so glad that like this one is is I feel like we're going to be talking about it for a while. I mean, clearly yeah. we're a few months in, and uh, I mean, just give me a sense of sort of like when you guys saw the tide turn. It opened fine. It opened well, mm. but like then it just kept going. Mm. <laughs> and, and
2: yeah, well, you were very about kind about well. saying open well.
0: How did you feel opening weekend? Did you were you like
2: were you happy? I had been prepped that because we were going to open on Christmas Day and then they pulled it forward and their feeling was when we test, I'll give you more numbers you probably want, but the test was like a 95, which means audiences really like it. So they said, oh, actually, let's bring it forward and let's just get people out to see it. Even though five days before Christmas is not really the time our audience is probably going to the movies. So I was prepped with a, don't worry about the numbers, it's good. Some people are seeing it and and really after Christmas is when we should watch it. But I'll admit, I was... Even with that caveat, I think it was lower than people were expecting.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything that we, we that I think the the telling thing was the lack of any communication and, and the silence. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yes, I'll no say, emails. Yeah, at all. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that like we weren't talking. Yeah. This this little trio wasn't talking. We weren't talking. But but like it conveniently, I was sort of a little thankful. I was like, look, whatever whatever happens with it and whatever's yeah. however it's going to go, it couldn't be more perfectly placed on the holidays. where literally every agency and film studio and everyone is closed down so it's like you know what we're going to go off it and we everybody worked really 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 hard on this film and yep. it took seven years plus to make i mean t- to develop and then yeah. to finally make um and you know that should be celebrated and that should be applauded no matter what so it's like you know what everyone's going to have a nice holiday season with their families we'll see what happens um with the film and then probably regroup after new year's and everyone was pretty silent over the holidays. And then we came back over after new year's and it was like, what's going on? Like by the time everyone really was communicating again, it sort of had turned a tiny little corner. Right. And so it was like, Hey, wait, I think, like, I think everyone was like accepted. It's like, okay, this is just not going to do what we hoped it might do and maybe even lower than we thought it could <laughs> maybe do, but not, and then it just started to turn a little bit, little by little, and then people said, well, we might get to this, we might get to that, and every week, everyone was revising their numbers of yeah. where they thought it might ultimately land, and I think people are still Some revising, revising it. the numbers. Yeah.
0: Well, really. it's funny, because like, I don't know, I'm sure you guys probably went through every permutation going into the release of this, like, is this the right film for the times we're living in? Because totally. it's,
1: it, you know... You could, you could cut both ways with
0: that question. Yes, yes, is it the, the, the antidote to these cynic dark times right. we're in, or is it going to be like is the audience just not ready to have an earnest, open-hearted time right. at the movies?
3: Um, that's exactly, you were, that's said, exactly you the question. question. Well, no, I mean, I, I definitely think we learned that that's exactly what people wanted. You know, we, we've talked a lot about you turn on the news right now and you're just inundated with negativity. You're inundated yeah. with people literally screaming at each other, and that's what we call entertainment right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know we just are living in really divisive dark times regardless of what side of the aisle you are on I don't think anybody would claim that we're in a really happy moment in American history you know and I think that this provided a, a, a way to run away to the circus and believe in the ideals of what you want the world to be and I think audiences really gravitated toward that and I don't know that we intentionally tried to make a movie that you know was going to be escapist for the times we were living in I mean we were developing this before things got as divisive as they've become right but I think that it's definitely it definitely turned into I think a a celebration of of hope and joy and optimism and wonder and using music uh, as something that is a universal language that people on both sides of any aisle can connect over and and that can pierce you emotionally rather than intellectually that's the power that music really has, is that it cuts to your core without having to having to process or, or analyze. It's just an emotional expression. And I think that people really wanted to have a kind of cathartic or celebratory moment that just was about joy. Can
0: we, I'm curious, can we talk about just sort of like where in each of your lives, like, musical theater was growing up and like what it provided in you and when you kind of found that as a as an outlet as a passion and whether it was something that was embraced by your friend group or your families um because you know it struck me i saw over the weekend it wasn't a musical but i went to i saw angels in america which was like just an extraordinary experience And, and and i'm sure you guys would probably agree with me that like those kind of transcendent moments in a theater, whether it's a musical or a play or a music musical in theater or in, in a film theater, there's something that's just that connects with people on just a more visceral emotional level. And I'm sure you all had those kind of experiences growing up. It was up.
2: young for me. I'm sure it was for you guys as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember performing Camelot when I was probably six. Uh, but I, my father took me to the theater a lot. He was a big proponent of the theater and museums and all that stuff mm. as well as the rugby he was very much you know you should be exposed to everything and i remember going to actually the high school i was going to eventually go to he took me to see man of la mancha and hugo weaving do you guys know, yeah, you, course, know course, do yeah. you know hugo <laughs> weaving he's an australian actor who was in all the matrix movies right. and all the uh, you you would know him if you saw yeah. him. an incredible theater actor but he was at high school he was uh, like 16 at high school doing the lead role and i can still remember like a film he was that good and so I bought the album the next day and I remember listening to Man of La Mancha over and over again and then I remember the album of Godspell. My dad took me to see Cats. So I think when you love the music, like there's a saying about musicals that people love a musical because of the music. They love it for the music and it works because of the book. Uh, clearly people love the music of this and that's why people absolutely love it and go back at it again and again. And for me, I think it's the music that got me in when it works. Um theater as well. Angels in America was a huge turning point for me, which I saw standing room only at the National Theater in London I was just uh, looking when up. it was first that, came was out. Was like
0: Daniel Craig in that years ago? I read that in some production he was in like 25 years ago. He
2: probably was. Well, that's when I saw it. That's I was, crazy, yeah, yeah. I was still... Amazing. Yeah. That's funny because Daniel always said he was 10 years younger than me. So that doesn't work out. The truth. Comes out. I mean, for, for, for,
0: for you gentlemen, I mean, you've had yeah. these opportunities in recent years to really connect with audiences in a profound way. I mean, you know, to see what audiences respond to in Dear Evan Hansen and to see the passion for La, La Land and this. Um, it must bring you back to those kind of experiences you had as fans of theater yep. and, uh, growing up. And that must be just surreal to say the, say the least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that. Um we were talking about this earlier. It, like, for us, you know, we grew up with Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, and sort of that was our initial. That was our initiation into not just movie musicals, but movies in general. Um, And so that's always sort of been in our blood and in our DNA. And, you know, I know I was the kid that became obsessed with the Cats soundtrack. and And I made my parents just play it over and over and over in the car. The same song, over and over and over. And, you know, I feel like... There probably was something in me as a songwriter that sort of like felt like I'd never really make it until like I got to be that song that some kid just plays over. And that's the thing. We have had families reach out to us and be like, we love the soundtrack, don't get us wrong, but our kids play it in, their, in our house, in our car. On the way to school, on the way home from school, over and over and over, and the same song over and over and I over. I played Dear Evan Hansen every day for about six months. I'm 49
2: years of age. Not quite
1: grown up yet, but that's Our a good, kids, that's young, a- young <laughs> and old. Exactly. No, but um, so I think like that 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 is a really cool feeling, and it definitely does um make me think about um what the power of the that theater had as when I was a kid growing up, yeah. and how that just sort of felt like. Look, I think with with any of us just looking for a place to belong and a thing that we can feel like is our own thing, especially as a kid growing up. For me, I I never felt like I liked sports, but I never quite fit in with sports. And I never quite fit in with this group or that group. But I loved music, and I loved musicals. And so like, it really does. There's something about musical theater that really feels like a home. It really feels like people when they find it, they just desperately cling to it. Me included. Us. All of us included. Because it feels like such an expression of your soul. It feels like someone gets you. And so, um that is a really cool feeling to to know that we can now create things that go out into the world where people can connect with them not just you know here in new york but all over the country and all over the world do do you guys
0: i don't know if you love or hate this question but like it's 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 done so well transferring this to broadway is that something that's entered the conversation is that something that you guys feel is a no-brainer
3: is that something that you have an interest in
1: Come on! <laughs> he doesn't want to own the answer. He yeah,
2: wants I, to it. <laughs> I,
3: I think that what we have we've been so uh, excited to see the audience reaction to the movie, and this is really a film that was really propelled by audience reaction yeah. and having that kind of passionate, ardent, you know, support and um, and and seeing. You know, we talk about it a lot, like kids on YouTube in their bedrooms feeling like this is me is their song, right. and that. That it really represents, you know, uh, who they are and it's a declaration of, of what, you know, that, that they're able to be proud of, of who they are. Knowing that it's connecting to fans in that kind of way it is thrilling. And I think that we want to find uh, an expression to be able to create or recreate this world in a live experience in some yeah. kind of way we're not really sure what that is yet it's something that we're all sort of talking about Got it. um but we're we're really we're really open to continuing to explore it and and figure figure out what that would be
2: this was this project over seven or eight years had some rocky moments yeah because there was no there had been 23 years since an original movie musical had been made right. uh, la la land was probably happening but we didn't know about it um I didn't know about it, anyway. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we eventually knew about but, you know, it. We didn't yeah. even we didn't even know about La La Land until a year and a half after
2: starting Greatest Showman. Right, right? yeah. But it... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, that... I remember about one point will we make a will we, this is Fox will Fox make it won't they stacy Snyder Rami and said you know and stacy's quite famous in her tenure at Universal for doing Wicked, right. um, and so they had that book to make into a movie and she said I think this should be a musical, and she championed that and she said I, maybe this could be a musical because whenever we did a workshop in the room. This thing worked like Gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. You, you could feel it in the room. In fact, when Kiala Settle sang the song, it's on. you can see it on video. No, but, I've seen it. It's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. The, what you don't see at the end, and what you can't see, is 60 money people <laughs> and studio heads crying. Mm-hmm. Taking out their And the, then, okay. yeah, <laughs> Jim, Jim Giannopoulos, the, who was then running Fox, at the end of the song, we know at the end of the show, leaps up out of his chair and just runs across and hugs him crying. You know, yeah. hugs Kiala crying. Yeah. It, it works. And that's just in a room with music. Stands and and a six-piece yep. orchestra, it works.
0: What's what's the what's the musical you want to see Hugh do next? Is there is there a uh,
2: oh. let's cast him.
1: Oh wow! I paid him <laughs> to. Ask that question. Exciting. Well, we're, we we with we're. we're our, our, our goal with anything that the if any new stats or anything sort of comes out about the album, we just send it to Hugh and we say, "See, now maybe you'll do another musical with us. Maybe now you'll do another <laughs> musical with us." Um, um, we know we'd love to 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 we we've talked about the the possibility of of working on something uh, together next, something original, and and so that's definitely in our dream. Uh, it's on our um, what am I thinking? Like our dream board, our vision board. Our vision board. <laughs> yes, it's on our vision yeah. board. Um, but. um well I'm trying to think what's another yeah. what's I mean, another musical that he uh, Hugh, I, I like to do something
2: original. Yeah. I mean one of the great things about why I love Dear Evan Hansen it relates to people now. It really, and it's it connects with people. It's fun as well and it's funny but everyone can relate to it. Adults, me, kids. I think the same thing's happened with this. There's something so exciting. It's difficult. It took us seven and a half years. I, hopefully, the next one won't take us that long. But <laughs> whether it's live or whether it's another film, one of the, for me, one of the great things about Kind of Tick, this is a success, is that money people go, okay, yes. that team, let's trust that team. <laughs> because I really, I, I mean... That's why the joke of me stalking them. I literally pulled them over to my house about seven months ago. I was like, guys, we've got to do something. Like, I, I honestly think in an era, really, where a lot of the great talent is not going to musicals to create original musicals. It's going to the music industry right. generally. Uh, these guys are going to be remembered as, as good as any of the great writing teams of all time. I truly believe that. Um, and I'm not just battering up you like <laughs> what is he like, what new does he want what he want no but I really I really do want to do more stuff because yeah. I think these guys are incredible and we had a great time working on it when, when
0: you were um, kind of broke through in a big way in, in film they, there was a bit of a musical renaissance that was just starting and it, was, it was Moulin Rouge it was right. Chicago right. were you going up for those films at the time yeah I
2: auditioned for Moulin Rouge uh, I remind Baz about that quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Every
0: day of Australia, you're Uh, like, by the way.
2: Chicago kind of always felt like the one that got away from me because I uh, was offered it at one point. Oh, really? Um, But I really was too young for the part. Uh, I was 31, and I remember going through the script going... I've seen it all, kid. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I a little bit of, you know, I'm gonna say that to Catherine Zeter and as well, we're gonna go, we're exactly we were in primary school together yeah, and high school exactly. together. Like we've seen just as much as you, dude. So but I sat there watching the movie with literally my palms were sweating like Put makeup on.
1: Why didn't you
0: just put makeup uh, on? But yeah. Well, the uh, right two came around at the right time for you, clearly, between Les Mis and, and yeah, this one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all worked out. The uh, I've I've got the, I feel like the three best people uh, on the planet to ask the stupid question, but it's a semi serious one, which is the superhero genre has gone every conceivable direction now, and it's adapting. And I know I feel like we've joked about this one. The Wolverine musical happening, yada yada. But I can see I can foresee a world where there is a superhero, whether it's Wolverine or something else, where there is a superhero film as a musical. They're trying everything. Logan yep. is a testament to what you guys were able to to push uh, in new directions. Is this the worst idea? Well, they I tried
2: guess? Spider-Man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but,
0: uh, but in terms of a film, do you think that's feasible? Is it just not fit? Is it fitting a round peg into a square hole no, or what? I
3: mean, I think you don't know until you try. Yeah. Um, and I think both worlds are about not accepting they're not about rea- they're not reality based they're really uh, in
1: that sense it should work in a hypothetical right. world it should work are both totally. worlds
3: so it's like if someone can fly right. then they should presumably be able to sing <laughs> I just I, I just wonder I think that striking tone would be really important right. like something just off the top of my head like I think that Deadpool is a really interesting example of how do you create a different kind of genre right. yeah. within a genre that you know so yeah. I think that you would have to be very very specific about how you approached it um, but I, I think it's definitely possible
2: yeah about, and teenage games in New York, I don't think anyone would have thought, oh, West Side Story is a slam dunk. Right, right, right. I mean, you can really see so many examples of things that work. Uh, Even yours, I don't know, Dear Evan Hansen, there was a bit like, uh, we've got a teenage suicide in the middle of this. I don't know, this (laughs) is a great subject. you know.
0: By the way, you mentioned West Side Story. What do we think about Spielberg? I mean, if anyone's going to do it, taking on... I mean, I'm kind of fascinated to see what he'll do with
2: that. Me
1: too. Me Me too. too. I've had
2: conversations with him a few times over the years, and he said, I remember him saying to me once, I really want to do a musical, so, you know, and... He's fearless, man. That, that's, a, that's a big one to take on. Yeah. I Isn't remember growing he, he, up, they've
0: been seeing the opening sequence of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is basically a musical number. It's like, right. it's an amazing sequence. Right. So he's got it clearly his, he has it in clearly. him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really, really excited to see it.
0: Uh, I want to mention to you, you must have felt so much pride at the Oscars, not only getting recognition for Showman, but obviously a screenplay nom for Yeah, it was Logan. awesome. Unbelievable.
2: I mean... I can't tell you how happy I was for that screenplay nom. Mainly for Jim Mangold and you know Scott Frank and Michael Green as well but Jim he's uh, so underappreciated I think uh hasn't been nominated nearly as many times I think his ratio of actors in his movies getting nominated and winning from Angelina Jolie to Reese Witherspoon you know you name it there's so many actors he's worked with I definitely think he got my best performances Logan and, and it's people say well don't you know he pushed he pushes he gets he really does elevate everybody's game yeah. and one thing I was so excited about for Logan was that he would get a chance to write something because I think for apart from the beginning of his career he's been adapting scripts are already written and he really adapts them and changes them a lot but doesn't get the credit so for him to get the credit and also to get that nomination I I was so happy for him
0: are are you you just spent some time with Daphne who won an award at the Empire Awards the other day are you even like an unofficial like advisor talking to Jim or Daphne about
2: the X-23 thing no I was actually asking Daphne about it (laughs) she's in classic (laughs) Daphne she goes I don't know know, I don't know she's (laughs) a
0: woman of few words as we know from Logan completely
2: she by the I don't know if you can, I don't know if it was broadcast last, in any way last night, but if I you can find it. her yeah. speech. Really? About five people referenced her speech afterwards. Like, like, we get up and go, I'm sorry, I'm not Daphne Keane. But wow. let me, she's 13 years old and she literally just dropped the mic. That's the greatest speech wow. you've ever heard. She's so, exactly as you saw in the movie, like, beyond everything you can expect. Very sort of... Just present and everything's available to her and no nonsense. And there was also, even in this great speech, she's like, you know, and like, you know, in the acting and stuff, like, there's some really great <laughs> 13-year-old <laughs> moments. I just <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. 12 or 13, whatever you were. Yeah, yeah. I forgot
0: for a second. But she's flawless. She's really flawless. <laughs> I'm a little worried about you, Hugh. Usually oh. when we're talking, you've got like four movies coming yep. up. You have one in the can, which I'm very excited about, the Jason Reitman yes. project, yep. which feels like, this is Gary Hart's story, which feels like...
2: yeah pretty
0: good, interesting timing, yeah, to say totally, the least. Yeah,
2: totally, totally. I'm um, very excited for that.
0: But there's not. there's nothing on the docket officially right now. Are you taking a, no. a little bit of a break? Has or you Deb talked to you about this? Because she's... <laughs> yeah,
2: a, <laughs> this is an intervention. She said, oh, are you going out today. Are you going to work. I said, yeah, I'm doing yeah. the interview. She goes, oh, for, for the job you did last year, right. <laughs> but is there any new jobs coming? <laughs> he makes really great pita bread, though, I will say. can oh, yeah. Yeah. make had a genera- pita bread? I mean, a no, I'm, from I'm make, I can make hulla, pita, dinner rolls. we know each other, Hugh? When do I get the pita bread? I don't think you're... Do doing the peter well, the you you're on the I dinner rolls
3: i love hearing hugh jackman say the word harrow. it's <laughs> very it's very satisfying
2: for me yeah um i'm uh, living the pastoral life presently no I'm, I'm reading i'm not sure exactly what's next but you know you're the first to know i hope so i'm, I'm no i am literally stalking these guys to write something no, like I mean, it's
1: it is true that there is there is there is some time that we're going to be spending you know of talking about what 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 we can create that is another experience that there's yeah. a way to sort of extend this greatest showman yeah. story and characters yeah. and music uh, to 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 take it to a live thing for people to yeah. enjoy
2: and to interact with. And and it's true that it's kind of become a little more urgent because of the success i mean it was unexpected no one saw it coming like this it'd be this big and so there is like okay let's let's do it let's get it going because it takes a while to get it ready and it's cool i
1: think with the the, the, it's a lot of it i feel like has been has we were always talking about this but so much of it now with the sing alongs there and like that like it's clear that people want to engage with it and want to be a part of it and well of course as the writers we love that because it then becomes about them and becomes about their experience and what they take away from it so we're trying to figure out how can we how can we create another experience where people get to sort of not just go and sit and be silent and watch something but feel like they're a part of something for a few hours Yeah, and also be together yeah i mean there's such a push to to
3: have things be streaming now and you're watching in your own home and you have a couple friends over but any excuse to get out of the house to experience the world and get to do it with other real life human beings and get to enjoy what? something. What? We're in 2018, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I don't do that. I really do think that there is this huge yeah. sense that you know people want to turn off their phones and be a part of a community. And and if we can facilitate a musical experience that allows people to, you know, leave their living rooms and meet other humans that share passion with them you know not just through a computer screen yeah. you, like, you do
2: which, know we're promoting the home entertainment world. <laughs> yeah.
3: no but okay. I, I know right I'm like you
2: don't look at me like that <laughs> no, I'm kidding <laughs> but I do think that's true yep. uh,
0: a couple quick, uh, last quick things it must have been so surreal the, the Olympics for instance Like, do they oh like, do, do they let you know
3: beforehand that by the way yeah. Well, so you heads I, up. Oh, you we, we knew we about knew. the commercial, but I did not know about the figure skating on the Saturday no, night. No, I didn't you know, know that. It was a complete surprise yeah. to me. Yeah, to, to to see all of the the dancers. That was incredible. That was- yeah,
1: yeah. And I, we were we were literally. I was watching it. My wife and I were watching the watching that night, and I, and I hadn't gotten to watch a lot of the Olympics because we had been moving and stuff. We're like, we're gonna watch tonight. Um I don't even really think I realized it was the final night of that, any of that stuff. And then we're literally turning off the i t- I'm walking out of the room. And she's like, do you hear what I'm like? I can't hear. I have like terrible hearing. She's like, can you hear that? I'm like, I know I can't hear that. She's like, turn the TV up and we turn it up and there it is. They're dancing to it. We didn't, did you know about that? We didn't know No, I got about. a video about that. But it, I get emails like,
2: oh, such and such is doing the pre-Oscar thing and the, the music bed is this is me. Uh, and I'm like, I'm learning all these new terms. The music bed. <laughs> what's, um,
0: well, finally, what's, what's what's the lesson, if, if there is one to take away from this? You you know, you were involved in the development of this for nearly a decade. This was something, as you said, that was not by the Hollywood playbook. This was definitely not the thing to do for you or for the studio. Um, does that galvanize you? Does that inspire you to take 100%, bigger risks?
2: Yeah, I mean... Go for the utopia was right. what we call it. Go for the what, if you could have any film and if you could have any kind of musical, what would it be? And for me, that was an original musical. Yeah. If you could, yes, it's harder and it's riskier. But if you can create it, the feeling now is all the sweeter. And by the way, and even if it doesn't work, you can live with that failure. You know, you know yeah. I I can to go for it. And also, it's remarkable to me how the story of the movie is playing out in the success of this movie like it's if you even think about the subplot of the the critic kind of saying ah, no and, <laughs> right. and you say well the people are happy if you think about this character turning lemons into lemonade of of seemingly creating something that he believes in and then and taking a while to catch on it's it's so playing out and so that The themes in the movie of life is what you choose to make it, they sound like bumper stickers, but they're literally barnum quotes or the noblest artists that are making others happy, just going for your dreams. What makes you different makes you special. All these things that are in the movie, I think, uh, have played out in the the success of it as well. Well, Can I go back? I've got to tell a little something you can... I, I, I didn't tell you these guys. It's going to sound like I'm um, name-dropping, but Nicole Kidman came around. And, uh, Deb, Deb and Nicole have been friends for years. They shared a couch when she first came to LA. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she came and she said, I've got to show you this video. I've got to tell you about my experience at the Oscars. And I said, what she said, I was going out to the bathroom because it's we. Keala sang at like 10.30, so yeah, it's it was literally like- three hours into the show. She was out there and she got locked out when the music started, and she uh, her girls love it over and over and over again, so she 's out there in the lobby, and she videos. Her and Sa- she goes. I love this song, and the usher uh, says, "I love this song too." But you can't get back in. <laughs> and Sally Hawkins is out there too, and she goes, "I love this song," <laughs> and she starts videoing. It's literally like a rock concert. People are jumping oh, up and oh down right there in a rave. It us. is in the foyer outside of all these people who are like, "Oh, we can't get back in, but we're gonna party out here!" <laughs> oh my gosh. Yelling and screaming. It is the greatest. So yeah, cool. I've got to show you the video. Oh it's gosh. coolest.
0: Unbelievable. I feel like there are like ten thousand stories like. That not all of them involve Nicole Kidman, but, <laughs> most, most, but most do. Right? Um, it's such a pleasure to finally meet you guys. Honestly, I'm such a Life fan was. of your work. Uh, it took Hugh and his uh, hollow baking skills to bring us all together.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> congratulations on the film, and uh, hopefully we'll all talk soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Thanks, guys. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused.